This episode of Soul Food is brought to you by Islamic Relief Canada. Islamic Relief works in over 40 countries to alleviate poverty, empower women, and provide life-saving help to all. Donate now at islamicrelief.ca to help save a life. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 24 of Soul Food titled Freedom. In this episode, we're going to talk about seeking forgiveness. We'll talk about not underestimating the end of Ramadan. And finally, we'll talk about being granted freedom. One of the most important things to focus on as Ramadan comes to its end is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. The righteous, starting with the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him himself, would constantly ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And that isn't to make you feel ashamed of yourself or to make you feel like you haven't done your best or that you haven't tried to do really good this Ramadan. But what it really is about is recognizing the infinite perfection of Allah and how little we can actually present to Him. That we try our best, but really Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of so much more. So in recognizing that, we should see with humility and not falling into self-admiration and vanity that we really have not given Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala His true due. So ending Ramadan with humility is better than ending it with arrogance and feeling so proud of yourself. So always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. That as Ramadan comes to an end, increase in saying, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. I seek Allah's forgiveness. I seek Allah's forgiveness. And recognize that there could have been so much more that could have been done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that brings us to the next point of not underestimating the end of Ramadan. Sometimes what happens is that people think that they've done what they wanted to do on Laylatul Qadr, then they're good. Like I did Laylatul Qadr, I did whatever, if it's the 27th night or the 23rd night or the 25th night, and really only Allah knows. They say, you know what, I gave it my best shot and I'm good. Now I can just sort of coast until Eid comes around. But really, it's important to know that Ramadan has a right upon us and an honor with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we shouldn't take the signs of God lightly. We shouldn't say, oh, you know what, it's all good. Let it come to its end. But rather, we should recognize that in every moment in Ramadan, there's still a great amount of blessings and reward that we shouldn't sleep on and that we shouldn't take lightly. 
Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik, he narrates that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, one time was ascending the mimbar, he was ascending the pulpit. And as he stepped up one step, he said, Ameen. And as he stepped up the next level, he said, Ameen. And then when he got to the top, he said, Ameen, a third time. So then they asked and they said, O Messenger of God, why did you say Ameen, Ameen, Ameen every step as you were ascending the pulpit? He said, the angel Gabriel came to me and said, O Muhammad, whoever reaches Ramadan and is not forgiven and dies in that state, then God will enter him into the fire and will distance him from Allah. And then he said to say to the Prophet, he said, say Ameen. So I said Ameen. And then he said, whoever reaches their parents or one of them in old age and they die without taking care of them and being good to them, and then that person dies in that state, then they will enter the fire and be distanced by God. So then the Prophet said, Ameen. And then the angel Gabriel said, whoever mentions you about the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and does not send Allah's peace and blessings upon you and dies in that state, then they will be entered into the fire and distance from Allah. So he said, Ameen. So this is kind of a scary hadith, but the point is not to scare us, but the point is really to understand that these things are valuable that we should not take these things lightly, the end of Ramadan and being forgiven by Allah in Ramadan primarily as it relates to this topic and also taking care of our parents and also sending peace and blessings upon the Prophet whenever he is mentioned or regularly when he's mentioned peace and blessings be upon him. But the point here is to keep trying until it's over, not taking Ramadan lightly, not letting go, not thinking that you did your best. It's like if you're in the last quarter of a basketball game, the last quarter of the finals, and you might be up ahead in points, but you don't just give up. Someone is going to say, you know what? I'm going to see this through until the last buzzer and to make sure that we win, to make sure that we are victorious and not take it lightly and not try to sit out and just give up because I think I'm ahead. But to actually see it the whole way through and to recognize that this has a sanctity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that this is a great privilege so you have to keep trying until it's over. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, worship your Lord until certain death comes to you. In other words, continue, continue and continue until your life is over. And that's a deeper lesson. But in this case, let us keep going until Ramadan really reaches its end before we seek our rest and before we seek to let go, in a sense. This brings us to the last point about being granted freedom in the month of Ramadan. Imam al-Bayhaqi narrates that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Allah, the exalted, frees 60,000 people at the time of breaking the fast every night in Ramadan, every night in Ramadan, that there are 60,000 people who are granted freedom from the fire. There's many ways to understand that, that maybe they were deserving of the fire and Allah forgave them or that they will never be punished and so on and so forth. The Prophet goes on to say, when the day of breaking the fast ends, the day of Fitr, of Eid, 
when the day of breaking the fast occurs, he subhanahu wa ta'ala frees the same number as he freed in the entire month. So on that one day at the end of Ramadan, Allah frees the same number of people that he freed in the entire month of Ramadan. And then the Prophet says, 60,000 times 30, which is, I did the math, 2.4 million, if I'm not mistaken. That's a lot of people. But what that really shows us is that the gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in the month of Ramadan, are innumerable. They're immeasurable. And that really, if we think about this deeply, it should only increase us in love of Allah, in appreciation, in gratitude, that we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making things so easy, giving people such great rewards, that opening such a big door, that we should love our Lord, and we should do our best out of that love that there is so much forgiveness and so many opportunities in the month of Ramadan. But the thing is, once again, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives freely. But our job is to ask. Our job is to raise our hands. Our job is to put forth an effort and to really try to do our best in the last nights of Ramadan to continue to seek, to continue to ask for forgiveness, to continue to make dua, and to continue to be humble because we really don't know what's been accepted from us. And that we look back on the mistakes that we've made and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to oversee them, to pardon them, and to continuously say the dua that was taught to Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, Allahumma innaka afoon tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. Oh Allah, you are the pardoner. You forgive and remove the sins, and you love to pardon. Allah loves to bestow his mercy. You love to pardon, so pardon my sins. To continuously say that and to really end Ramadan in a state of humility because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to see humility within his servants. That it really manifests the realization of our servitude to Allah and the infinite power and majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we are ultimately in need of him. So that brings us to the call to action. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you freedom from any punishment, any and every kind of punishment in this life and the next. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to include you in those that he grants freedom from the fire and that you are protected from any kind of punishment and that there are 70,000 believers who will be entered into paradise without even reckoning. And you shouldn't say to yourself, oh, I probably won't be one of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who decides that. And if you ask the most generous, then you should have hope and that he will answer you and you should have certainty that he will grant you. So raise your hands and ask Allah to grant you freedom from any punishment in this life and the next and to make you of the people of paradise and the people of his good pleasure and the people that he bestows his love upon. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of us that and our families and loved ones 
and children till the end of time and the entire ummah of the beloved sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.